Welcome to Mythids. My name is Brooke. My name's Alyssa, and legally speaking, I'm in the nobility. <laughs> and, um, as always, we are here to talk about myths, monsters, and cryptids. So, uh, I think fuck. it's your turn to go first. Okay, good. Not that I've I, got... we're going to be able to keep track after a certain point, but I'm going to go No, with... eventually we'll just hit a point where we're like, fuck, I don't know, roll a die, flip a coin. Yeah. Have your mom pick. <laughs> um, okay, so I have brought a cryptid that I think is sort of well-known. Okay. Again, this is one of those ones that's pretty well-known by cryptid fans, that people who don't live in West Virginia or are not a fan of cryptids know fuck all about. It's one of those. Um, also, West Virginia, a lot of cryptids. Yeah, what is interesting it? thing I'm discovering? I think it really. I, I think it's really funny that West Virginia was so upset when uh, Chicago tried to lay claim to the Mothman if they have more than one. Like, if you have yeah, more they than got. One, uh, get over it. You can share. Yeah. Did your mother not teach you how to do that? God, West Virginia. So, got a chip uh, the shoulder. West... Seriously. The Flatwood Monster, uh, which is also known as the Braxton County Monster or Frametown Monster, uh, is a cryptid sighted in the forests of Flatwoods and Frametown, West Virginia, and it is believed to be of extraterrestrial nature. I'll dive into that a little bit more. Um, because there are some theories as to what they are, and I kind of call bullshit on the theory. So it's not an alien cryptid. No, no, no. I think it is that the alien cryptid makes more sense than, like, what the conventional explanation for what it is. Actually, mine works that way this week, too, so we're gonna have an interesting time. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. That's perfect. Um, so there have been a few descriptions of it based on different sightings and whatnot. And also just, like, descriptions change as they pass from mouth to mouth. But the entity was originally reported as being about 10 feet tall and 4 feet wide. It appeared to be some sort of robotic suit or spacecraft rather than an or organic being. It had a cowl on the head um, in the shape of an ace of spades behind a red round head. So what it kind of is is, like, just a round, regular-ass head and a big old ace of spades cowl behind it. First of all, that's some avant-garde uh, high fashion. Yeah. Second of all- Walk, walk, fashion, did baby. Bring, did you personally attack me and bring the unholy combination of a monster myth and cryptid all at the same time? We might Hello. be in a fight right now. We might be in a, You don't know we're in a fight. <laughs> I just told you we're in a fight, but we're in a fight. Okay, good to know. Glad to hear it. Tell me more. No, it's my turn. Fuck off. Um, where was I? Uh, set in the head were two eyes, as most heads do. Um, they're about the size of a half dollar. Those are pretty big. Yeah. And you know those, like, typical robot eyes that are almost, like, porthole-like? Uh-huh. They're, they're like that, and they're, like, glowing an orangey color. Okay. The body itself was described as a metallic armored structure lined with thick uh, vertical pipes. Some people say the armor is black, others saying it's green. The existence of arms is kind of similar. Some people say they got it, some people say they don't. It is described as floating. Oh, like, it doesn't cool. walk, it floats along the ground. I love that. How high off the ground does it specify? I think it floats kind of just above the ground. So it's just naturally 10 feet tall, just is given, like, yeah. a heel size boost by floating? Yeah, exactly. I kind of love it's that. It's just a, a tall boy. Now, I will say one thing of note that the description doesn't give you, but I'll tell you right now. Most drawings of it look like it's in a dress. That's I think that's just the robot armor is shaped like that, mm -hmm. but it's got a very, like, ball gown kind of look to it with the Ace of Spades cowl behind its head. Ooh, fancy. I, I will say I'm not a fan of the Ace of Spades cowl. That gives some uncomfortable memories. Um... Of what? No, hold on. Memories? <laughs> what memories? 
don't don't worry about it. I the less said about things on the internet that happen, the better. Incredible. Okay. So that's fine. Now, one thing worth noting, the Flatwoods monster, like I said, is often considered to be the same thing as the Frametown monster, except the Frametown monster, um, from the waist up, is a reptilian humanoid. (gasps) So the theory is that the one that was seen in Flatwoods, is it all armored up, and the one that was seen in Frametown... It's got its, like, helmet and everything off. Oh, God, why are they both so good? Well, the same thing, I guess, then. But why are they so good? I don't know. It is good, though. I'm a big fan. Uh, The first sighting of it was at 7.15 p.m. on September 12th, 1952. Three little boys witnessed a bright object crossing the sky, and the object came to rest on land belonging to a local farmer. Uh, Once they saw the thing land, the boys went to one of their mom's houses where they reported seeing a UFO crash land in the hills. Uh, From there, the boys and a group of locals went to the farm to try and find whatever it was the boys had seen. Uh, One of the locals' dogs ran ahead out of sight and started barking and moments later ran back to the group with its tail between its legs. After traveling about a quarter of a mile, the group reached the top of a hill where they reportedly saw a large pulsating ball of fire about 50 feet away. Uh, They also saw and smelled a mist that made their eyes and noses burn. A farmer then um, noticed two small lights over to the left of the object and directed his flashlight towards them, revealing the creature, which was reported to have emitted a shrill hissing noise before gliding towards them, changing direction, and then heading off towards the red ball again. <laughs> I do appreciate that it does, like, that posturing things that, like, vaguely irritated birds do, where it's like, they come at you all puffed up, and then it's like, never mind, we're not fighting. But know that you shouldn't be here, goodbye. Yeah, gets there, ooh, there's a lot of you, never mind. <laughs> like, not worth my time, but I could no, take not you. Doing I'm this. not gonna, but I could. The next day, Sheriff came by. There was a big old crater there, but the ball of fire itself was missing. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a day later. Yeah. And worth noticing, the day after the Flatwoods incident, a couple taking a leisurely drive through the mountains of Frametown, West Virginia, at dusk, were met with a similarly horrific experience. Their car came to a sudden stop and refused to start again. Shortly thereafter... A putrid sulfuric odor filled the air. The couple circling the vehicle in hopes of spotting the culprit spotted something far worse than they could have imagined. This I copied and pasted. And you can tell because they really took some liberties with the descriptions. (laughs) Um, From the waist down, it was similar to the Flatwoods monster. But from the waist up was a reptilian humanoid. The creature thought to be the same creature sighted in Flatwoods known as the Frametown monster. So basically the theory is this boy... Got seen in the one's place and went, oh, fuck, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. They moved their craft over elsewhere, and I guess they were, like, partially stripped while maybe fixing their aircraft or whatever. Who knows? Um, That's fair, though. That makes sense, though. If, like, you, perchance, I'm not an astronaut, landed on a foreign planet, and came across inhabitants uh, that you didn't know how it was going to go, and also you may not be able to communicate with, you'd kind of want to get away from there. And, like, if you could, maybe take off your suit a little bit if the atmosphere wasn't dangerous and, like, get get some distance. So, like, logistically speaking, it seems to be making yeah. the right choices. And especially since it was, like, the day after the first incident, it makes sense to me yeah. that it's probably the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, the conventional explanation, because every alien or cryptid sighting, someone's like, guys, calm down, this is what really happened. And I will say, a lot of those times, those make a lot of sense, and I'm like, okay, that's fair. And this one makes sense at first, and I'm going to see if you can figure out where I call bullshit. So, after investigating the case in 2000, Joe Nickel of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry concluded that the bright light in the sky reported by the witnesses on September 12th was most likely a meteor. 
uh, that the pulsing red light was likely an aircraft navigation hazard beacon, and that the creature described by witnesses closely resembled an owl. Joe? Joe, hold on. (laughs) Joe, you had me in the first half, Joe. You had me up until the creature resembled an owl. A ten foot tall owl! (laughs) Like... A ten foot tall, like a floating shore, but you'd see the wings moving. The size of the eyes, sure. Um, I don't know too many owls that have like spade shapes, so you're losing some. Cr- but how in God's, I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this, honestly. Yeah. And here's the thing: birds are a pretty common um explanation for different. I guess West Virginia cryptids, especially, but all cryptids. Birds tend to be pretty convenient explanations because a lot of them are active at night they look funky if you just see them out of the corner of your eye they move in a way that often registers as kind of unnatural to someone who mainly walks on land i I understand why that works and in the case of say mothman the crane sort of made sense it was the right height it had the wings it had all that but for specifically, it thinks it was probably a barn owl because it's got that like widow's peak shape that yeah. that's like the right shape, except it's in the wrong direction. And mm-hmm. also, barn owls are very small. The only thing I could think of is that it was flying and like maybe like the smoke or something. And because it was so high up, they thought it was ten feet tall. And this guy was like, "There's no possible reason that aliens exist, so it must be this." And sometimes. The skeptics sound like I'm not going to say that there aren't alien theories that don't sound like uh, they're grasping at straws, but uh, I have my doubts on the skepticism here. Yeah. And one thing is that, like, apparently on the night of September 12th, um, a meteor had been observed across three states, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. But I will say on that front... Uh, is it not possible, because don't forget, this was in the 50s, mm-hmm. our, like, understanding of that shit and I, I, ability to identify a meteor from a distance other than just the appearance probably wasn't that incredible, you know? Yeah. I think it would be very easy to misidentify a perhaps glowing round spaceship that's crashing as a meteor. <laughs> you kidding this was, like, the 50s, which is, like, the era right after the 40s with the whole, like, insane crime stuff. So I, I'm willing to bet you an alien could sh- could have shown up to this planet in the 50s, slid in some money or some fancy uh, minerals to an investigator and be like, you never saw me. I was an owl. And the investigator had been like, suppose you were an owl. Like... <laughs> Yeah. I don't have much faith in the credibility of anything that came out of the 50s. I'm sorry, to the, to the 50s. Yeah. And also, like, the investigation into was this real or not didn't happen until 2000, 48 years later. Yeah. Evidence is gone, is bound to go a little bit wonky by then. Yeah, exactly. So, um, if you are familiar with the Flatwoods monster, uh, it is likely to, uh, be from video games. Because this boy uh, shows up in, first of all, there is a horror movie based off of him. But also, uh, it is shows up in The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. What? Space Harrier. You, did I stutter? He's there. <laughs> As what? As itself. Yeah. He, he shows up in a lot of games. Uh, he's also in Space Harrier 2. Amagon, which was an NES game, and Fallout 76, which makes the most sense because West Virginia. And there's a few other games he shows up in, but those are the main ones. Uh, and then the horror movie and all that. He's So he, despite a lot of people not knowing about him, he's had Damn. quite the impact on, like, popular culture. That makes sense, though, because, again, a robot cryptid in a dress it's with a, a look. hat. Yeah. Um, you, you got a lot to work with there. The man knows fashion. Or, the genderless being knows fashion. <laughs> yeah, I can respect that. So, that is my girl. What do you have for me today, bro? So, I have something that I'm pretty sure almost everyone has heard of, but it's a fun time regardless, and uh, is one of my personal favorites in terms of cryptids. And I have for us the Chupacabra. Ooh, I know him. Yeah. 
Uh, so the chupacabra is literally translated uh, as goat sucker, <laughs> which uh, leaves a lot to be desired in the way of naming. But you know what? It, it. I've never hated something so much in my entire life. Because yeah, if if you split it up, uh, cabra is goat and chupar is the verb for to suck. So you just got to suck goat, goat sucker. Yeah, have fun with that. I despise that. I've ruined the name for you forever. I do apologize. You have. I would have been so happy to just go my entire life not knowing that. <laughs> but Alyssa's over here like, no, no, let me ruin it for them. Time to end the fun. So it. it's not an official report, but it was first technically cited in 1975. Uh, but I'll get back into okay. that. But it got the most attention or when it was officially counted as discovered uh, was in Puerto Rico in March of 1995, where there were numerous attacks on goats, sheep, and other domesticated animals. And the animals that were found attacked by the chupacabra had their carcasses uneaten, with three puncture wounds in the chest area, and supposedly completely drained of blood. Oh. Now, the one that was spotted in 1975, originally it was dismissed entirely Although it had the exact same signs, everyone just thought, oh, it must be a satan- satanic cult or some kind of devil worshippers doing, <laughs> like, dark magic. When was this? Uh, 1975. Okay, so we were just, so we were almost to the 80s. Satanic panic was probably taking off around then. Yeah. So that's what it yeah, was okay. originally dismissed as, um, but it did have the exact same, again, remains of its victims as the one in the 90s. It's mostly reported in Puerto Rico as far as sightings, but the thing with cryptids is everyone wants it once it's been discovered. So the Mm -hmm. range as far as reports in the Americas have been as far south as Chile and as, or Chile, excuse me, and as far north as Maine, which is not only an incredible range from north to south, but also west to east. And I feel like we have some problems here. I call bullshit on Maine, personally. Mm -hmm. No, I also do. It's also been reported outside of the Americas. For example, in the Philippines, Russia, and as recent as 2019 in Pakistan. Again, Russia. Calling bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) The other problem with a lot of these, and which why most of these other countries or crazy range has been disregarded entirely is because they either lack evidence or their reports don't have any consistency to them. Like, they'll ask a few people, oh, what did you see? And it'll be anything from, oh, it had bat wings. No, it was leaping. No, it was actually flying. Um, it was moving through psychokinesis. Uh, but no, it had bat wings. <laughs> so you get some, you get some really interesting stories. Holy shit. But the consistent reportings that we have is that after it was sighted in 1995, it was found uh, a month later in the town of uh, Canovanas. And after a reported 150 domesticated animal deaths. Um, Oh shit. Yeah. That's quite a few. Hungry. It's common description. Now, it has two. I'll get into this, but... Its most common original description is that the chupacabra is roughly the size of a small bear. It's pretty heavy. Okay. So you think three to four feet tall. Still, bear, yeah. Yeah. It stands upright on its hind legs and has a reptilian appearance. So like your scales and everything. An oval head. Love it. Bulging red eyes, fanged teeth, and a long darting tongue. It also has a row of spine or quills from its neck to the base of its tail. Okay. A lot of people have described this, though, or this particular description as a reptilian kangaroo. And I want to stop everyone and say, please, we can't keep doing this. Does anyone know what a kangaroo looks like? Have you seen a kangaroo? And I can't even say this, like, last week was, oh, people didn't know what a kangaroo looks like. This is 1995. For the love of God. Oh my God. I just, I, I wish, I, I know we're that. on an uh, auditory medium, 
But I would like to take this moment to beg every single one of our listeners to Google pictures of kangaroos and just make sure you look, you know what they look like so that if you encounter a cryptid, you won't see like a small pangolian kind of thing and be like, ah, yes, this is a kangaroo. (laughs) I mean, I will say... In this case, the kangaroo descriptor is probably coming from it standing on its hind legs. Yeah. And so while the entire rest of it doesn't fit that, mm. the posture might a little bit. I guess. You know? But yeah, kangaroos cannot be our constant go-to for cryptid descriptors. You really can't. It's so specific. And there aren't a lot of things that share that shape. I'm just going to point that no. out. No. No, there really aren't. The other description, or... <laughs> so people, to differentiate them, have classified it as a different species of chupacabra. Um, but I have a lot of issues with this, and you'll quickly see why. So, this, how shall I say, species of chupacabra was small, <laughs> mostly hairless, uh-huh. walked on four legs instead of two, and closely resembled canids. And that's because in almost all of these instances of reporting, um, or at least in a lot of them, people were able to catch or kill or had evidence of this type or species of chupacabra. And in these instances, it was, in fact, a canid with mange. (laughs) Holy shit. Also, I would like to... I just real quick want to know how someone saw a tiny hairless animal and was like, you know what? That looks just like a reptilian <laughs> bear with spines to me. Well, I think it was less that it looked like it, which is why they were calling it a different species, but it had the same type of victim. So like it was this tiny hairless animal that was wandering around at night and that it would leave, you know, your, your vampire victims. It would have a bite in the animal's either chest cavity or neck. The animal would be completely drained of blood. And the chupacabra or dog with or canid with mange uh, was the culprit. Which does make sense from a number of varieties. Because mange would debilitate the animal that had it because it's an infection. It would give it odd appearances because, again, it's an infection that's attacking its skin and whatever i'm not gonna get into all the gross details but yeah in a lot of these instances it may have just bitten the animal which would then either go into shock or bleed out through the wounds but there are a lot of cases of mm-hmm. you know it would bite and then flee and then the animal that was attacked you know nature would take its course kind of thing so there are right. totally scientific reports or instances in which okay this animal has mange it can't hunt wild animal it can't hunt wild animals, so it has to go after domesticated ones, and it isn't necessarily eating its victims. Okay. Well, that part makes sense. I just think they should have called it something else, not another chupacabra. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's fine. That's, that's the little things. Or the fact that, oh no, this is a dog. No, no, it's another species of chupacabra. Like, guys, guys, you're so, yeah. you're so close here, I'm begging you. But yeah, a lot of people, I guess, if you're going by that standard uh, of investigation, can say they've caught or killed one. But again, that's not... I'm going with the original report here of your tall reptilian monster due to the fact that people are like... At least they got better at identifying. They're like, this looks like a canid. Fantastic news for you. It is. (laughs) Going back to that original there is i don't want to say an expert but this guy's written at least two books on the chupacabra and uh his name is benjamin radford and he spent five years investigating and trying to track down the reports of the original chupacabra and you know how earlier i said i call a little bit of shenanigans on yes our evidence for uh against so he determined after five years of research that the woman who had reported the chupacabra or gave the description had seen a horror movie 
and it was just oh she took inspiration from there or oh she was having nightmares or oh she was scared of it and that's all she could think of when she was talking about this beast that she couldn't see now the monster is called the spill from the horror movie species and again uh-huh. i would like to take i would like you to take a moment to go look up what the spill from species looks spell like spell it for me s p i l from the horror movie species species excuse me because Benjamin, I'm you're never gonna hear this. Benjamin Radford, there is like a one to four hundred billion chance this will ever get to you. But on the chance that somehow it does get to you, I'm speaking to you, Benjamin Radford, directly. Can we please talk about this? You did research for five years. This thing does not look like a reptilian kangaroo. If anything, it looks like a very, very, very horny concept artist was just let loose on some kind of vaguely spined reptile monster. Like you could say, maybe she got inspiration from, but this thing is not four feet tall, does not look like a kangaroo, not that the original did either. And again, the only similarity is like maybe four spines on its back or the back of its neck. And I really think we should talk about what you're saying is the similar or same thing. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) I'm trying to find this thing. Oh, wow, that's horny. Yeah. I'm into it, but, like, it's not a reptile or kangaroo-shaped. No. And again, even if we determined that the thing we described earlier was not supposed to be kangaroo-shaped, that thing's, I would argue, is also... Not the size of a small bear, not chupacabra shaped, and like as at best maybe a loose inspiration for someone who wanted to bullshit a monster to you. But really, again, the only similarities is that maybe the spill has scales, kind of, and also it's got no, a little bit no, of No, I'm looking at it and it doesn't. It does have spines. Yeah. The only thing it has is the spines. It also has nipples the size of its eyeballs, which is pretty wild. The worst thing I've ever seen, and not because I'm horrified, but not in the scary way. Yeah, it's, you know, someone had fun with it. I I encourage their art. It's not where the chupacabra came from. No, but that's the only evidence they had in terms of explaining the original chupacabra. This man did five entire years of research, and he's like, meh, must be a horror movie. Like, sir... Do we know that she even saw this horror movie? Huh? Do we know that she watched this horror movie first? I think... Or did they make that bit up too? I think she had. Let me... If I can pull up my notes. Okay. Still though. And now I will say real quick. uh, The reason why I'm calling BS on Maine and Russia specifically as to where... As to sightings. Mm -hmm. um, Those are both areas that are pretty cold. And if it is a reptilian creature, like, let's just play pretend for a minute, assume it's definitely real. If it is reptilian in nature, an animal of that size would have to live in a pretty warm area in order to maintain a survivable body temperature, which means places close to Canada or Russia would not be viable environments. It would, it would come into uh, some problems there. Yeah, a little bit. They're pro- they probably just have, like, large vampire bats or some shit that they're misidentifying. That's my best bet. Okay, so I went back Which would through, also explain the wings. I went back through for this man's research because I'm actually so angry right now. The alien creature, Sill, is nearly identical to Tolanito's Chupacabra eyewitness account, and she had seen the movie before her report. It was a creature that looked like the Chupacabra with spines on its back and all. The resemblance was really impressive. I have never been so angry in my entire life. The spines on its back is the only resemblance. No, no, they are impressive and nearly identical. I'm livid. No, no, they're fucking identical. Like, even if you look at some artist renditions of the reptilian chupacabra and you look at the spill, again, again, you can't, they're like maybe a vague inspiration, 
but I, I feel like we're insulting Madeline here by saying, meh, she just saw a horror movie and thought it was real. Yeah, because, like, for people who don't want to go look it up and haven't seen uh, Species from 1995, the sill is, imagine this, a very sexy lady. So incredibly sexy, very naked. Tiny waist, huge badonkadonks. Its hair is made of, like coils that I guess can kind of like move around on their own. She's like kind of greenish in color and she has spines on her back. But very skinny sexy lady shaped. But like there's no tail. Is that a good descriptor of I her? A perfect descriptor of her. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not good with the words. But if you go again with the reptilian okay. chupacabra, there's no tail. There's no long darting tongue. There's no fangs. There's no protruding eyes. It's not red. Legitimately, the only similarity is that it's upper is the spines and it has spines. And again, the reptilian yeah. one should have spines from its neck to its tail. And this has like the spill has like three or four good handful on its back exclusively. And Benjamin, I would like to have a talk. Let's go hunt him down and beat him up. Uh, It'll be fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for mine. It's been used in a lot of. Um, either video games, movies, TV shows. It's, again, one of those really common cryptid myths. So you're pretty much yeah. going to see it in a good number. Yeah, I, I will say Chupacabra is probably one of the most well-known ones. And I always forget it in my list of, like, well-known cryptids, but most people are familiar with the Chupacabra. Yeah. yeah. Chupacabra had a fucking Scooby-Doo episode about it once. Did it really? Yes, I remember watching it as a That's child. Um, <laughs> might have been an episode, might have been a movie, who knows, not me. I wasn't good at paying attention. Okay, so we've we've laid the groundwork for our two monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, does the Chupacabra have any special abilities, or does it just suck? Um, Literally. Some reports have it as being able to vanish or disappear in an instant, but... Other than drinking blood, uh, again, a lot of your reports are pretty either inconclusive or very crazy. <laughs> like, all the hell over the place because okay. people want to aggrandize it. So the only consistent thing I've been able to find is that it drinks blood and it can va- uh, vanish in an instant. Um, so, yeah, my, uh, the Flatwoods monster isn't described as, any, as having any particular abilities, other th- because there have there's only been a couple sightings of them like they've never really been observed much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that were really identified is they have that gas that you know that noxious gas that seems to kind of either emanate from them or their ship. Uh, they've got the glowing eyes, so presumably they can see in the dark. Uh, they've got the levitation. Other than that, we don't know. Other than that, it is definitely wearing armor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, stepping into the fight, because that's what we do first, (laughs) I'm gonna point out that since it is wearing armor, it would be very difficult for the Chupacabra to bite. Oh, absolutely. Right? We can establish that right now. Yeah, no, I don't know how it would fare biting armor. There are, again, no reports of it biting anything. Of trying to bite into metal? Yeah. I got that going for me. Again, this one's going to be tough because we don't have clearly defined limitations or abilities for either of them. Yeah. Now, I will say Mm -hmm. it, based off the armor and the fact that it has some sort of spacecraft that does suggest a higher level of intellect. Um, Also, again, it's wearing armor. This might be a little stretch. I don't think it's too much of a stretch. It also probably has some sort of weapon, even if said weapon wasn't seen. Because, again, it is wearing armor. I mean, even if we take away the fact that it... Like, even if we say, like, I were to argue conclusively, no, we didn't see a weapon, it never had a weapon. I'm willing to believe it, for argument's sake. Mm -hmm. But even if I were to argue, no, it doesn't have a weapon, uh, it's ten feet tall and armored. Which kind of puts the only known... Uh, I guess we could say characteristic of the chupacabra at a, a significant disadvantage here. Even if the only thing my chupacabra wanted to do was bite it, is it's gonna have a hard time. It's gonna have a hard time. Um, yeah, it's it's not made for being bitten. 
the Flatwood Monster would probably have a hard time catching it if it can, in fact, disappear in an instant. Like, okay, like, oh, you go to get it and it vanishes. Um, it is mm-hmm. a little bit smaller, so it does have height advantage. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm having some struggles with this one. Yeah, this is a... Like, usually, we can get, like, really into it and, like, have you considered this and, like, yelling at each other? Mm-hmm. But, like... We only know so much. I will say, I think I would win in a fight. I. I think the Flatwood Monster would win in a fight. Yeah, personally. I can give that to you based on... Uh, like, literally, again, the armor kind of shuts me down pretty hard, so I can give that to you. Yeah. Also, um, the only interact We have one known interaction between it and an animal, and it did involve the animal coming, sprinting back to the humans with its tail between its yeah. legs. <laughs> Immediately on site. Saw that shit. Nope the fuck out. <laughs> no thank you, sir. Goodbye. Not, not dealing with that. Okay. So, we're gonna give Flatwood Monster fight ability. Now we have to have date ability. Okay. What is your case? So, only negatives here. Not an answer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jubacabra, ah. vampire-ish in nature. Everybody knows vampires are inherently sexy. Um, okay, that's true. I've seen some artist rendition or sketches of your Chupacabra. Uh, spines, also pretty sexy. Long darting tongue, big, big, big sexy. Very, very brave. Very hot of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. is doing some conflicted feelings and i'm not taking back any of what i said i just know you and so none of this surprises me but you know it is still happening in front of me yeah that's fair (laughs) is that is that your whole case um well it's it's nocturnal so you know if you want to have a nightlife or you want to go out and like wander the woods you'll be safe from Anything that tries to attack you or, like, bears or other animals. You got good protection. Um, if you're trying to be discreet, you want a secret relationship, you want the drama of uh, no one knowing you're dating the chupacabra, it can disappear in an instant. Hear me out. Listen, I'm not working with a lot of material right now. I'm trying to do the best that I can. Um, if okay. you are a firm denier skeptic and you're like, no, Benjamin Radford was actually right the whole time and it is the spill. The spill's a pretty sexy lady. I'm not saying the sexy lady is a chupacabra, but if you want to- Okay, but we just spent (laughs) a good couple minutes screaming about how it clearly is not the sill. I know. The sill is not the chupacabra. (laughs) Fuck off with that shit. (laughs) I'm just saying. Anyway. So that doesn't count. I'm just saying it's got a lot going for it and uh, I will allow you to present your argument. It is the shape of a bear. Anyway, so, Flatwood Monster. Right off the bat, man-shaped. The never-ending point of that. Um, okay, man-sized is your argument? Man-shaped? Little no, man-shaped, bigger than man-sized. Because it's ten uh, feet tall. Oh, of course. I'm just saying man-shaped helps the argument, but isn't always... I'm not going to get into that territory, Karen. Uh, okay, it... <laughs> Go look up a picture of the Flatwood Monster and take into account that the spade shape is a cowl behind its head. And tell me that's not man-shaped. Oh, I'm not arguing that it's not man-shaped or doesn't help your argument. I'm just saying that we're talking about various monsters and cryptids. So I know. while being man-shaped is a perk, it's not everything. Also, I know. horrifying. I'm s- I'm looking I love it right so much. Are you kidding Dear me? Dear God. I, while I was at the con last weekend, I bought a pin of it just so I could have it on my vest at all times. I fucking love it so much. Look at the fashion. That's another point. It knows an aesthetic when it sees it, and it's fucking rocking that look. All right? This thing has, like, arms the, yes. like, thickness of a twig. Like I've yeah. seen well, that's that are some versions. Arms. Some descriptors say that it has no arms. Others say it has arms resemblance of like robot toy arms. Okay. Um, okay. Now, if we go that it has no arms and no legs, um, we don't know that it has no legs. We just know that it tele- that it levitates everywhere. Which can I say? Very sexy of it. How are you going to hold its hand if it doesn't have arms? How are you going to have 
There are versions that have arms. But not all of them. It is described as having arms a lot of the time. Okay. It also has eyes the size of a half dollar. And from what I can tell, absolutely no. No, those again, those are you are looking at its armor. Go look up Sorry, let me remember, remind myself of the name of the version that was seen outside of its armor. Oh god, that's terrible and I hate- I just pulled up the sill again and I don't like it at all. Go look up the Frametown monster instead. I don't know if this will actually help me, but I'm trying. That's actually worse. That's yeah. so much worse. After I said it, I was like, why'd you do that? Oh well, too late. That's bad. Bad. <laughs> the only thing it has anymore is the skirt because- uh, it looks like a half worm in a skirt. Lizard. It no is a lizard. Lizard, yeah. Still got Just because the, the artist did a bad dumb job drawing it doesn't mean it's not a lizard. It doesn't have lips. It's a lizard! It doesn't have lips. Are you kidding but me? It doesn't have anything covering its teeth. It just looks like the, like a skeleton face with like teeth standing out. And Sorry yes. you're a fucking coward, Alyssa. I'm not a coward. This thing is horrifying to look at. Deeply. <laughs> it looks like handsome Squidward to me. Minus the lips. It looks it has like the same head structure and extremely sunken in cheeks and defined jaw as that handsome Squidward mean. And I'm not taking it back. I mean, I'm sure some people are into it. I don't know. But we cannot, again, it is, presumably has higher intelligence, whereas yours is some kind of wild animal. Listen, feral can be sexy, ask anyone. Feral can be sexy, just an animal. Even, Alyssa, even yeah. the furries have it so that they are, have personalities and, like, human thought, okay? Even the furries request that of their fuckability and the chupacabra has not been shown to have any of that whereas the flatwood monster bitch got a spaceship bitch wearing armor bitch has fashion there's culture there there's intellect there show me that on a chupacabra okay but first of all no one's been around it long enough to actually gather it so we've just established that that's what it looks like. We haven't strictly said, okay, this is a wild reptile, just that this is what it looks like. We have no idea where it came from. We have no idea what its habitat is. We have no idea what its traditional behaviors are outside of being strictly, strictly vampiric. So if we were arguing about the, like, canid creature with mange that, like, wanders around, then yes, I would absolutely say this is more animal than humanistic. But given that the original reports didn't really have anything except disappearing when sighted, which means, uh, I mean, at least easily startled, but we're not going off of a lot other than reptile Look, vampires. Look, Alyssa, mm -hmm. Alyssa, if I had to choose between them, I would choose the one that my dog is a little afraid of than the one who might drain my dog of all of its blood while I'm sleeping. Again, I'm saying pets would not be a possibility. I'm deeply sorry. Why not? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, you wouldn't be able to have a pet Why if not? you had it. I thought you meant it wouldn't eat pets, and I'm like, bitch. No. It would. I'm saying you could not have any pets because it would most okay. likely eat them. Okay, then fuck that shit. Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Are I'm you- saying. Look me in the eye and tell me you would willingly give up Trixie for a boy. I wouldn't, but I, I'm literally still staring at this Frametown monster, and I hate it so much. My eyes are doing some, like, screaming. But at least it wouldn't murder your dog! Only if it ever came to my house. What if I was just like, I'm sorry, I have to move. Uh, I'll- You can't ever visit my dog. You can't build a relationship off that! Sorry, it's great dating you. You can never come to my house! What if we move into an apartment elsewhere in the world that's not an issue and then I just go home to visit my dog? Yeah, until your neighbor's cats start disappearing. We'll go live in the woods. People do that. People live in the middle of nowhere. It's fine. It has plenty You're of- You're just gonna go live somewhere with no internet, no fan fiction, no video games. You You're just gonna do that. You can internet in the deep woods. 
Granted, like, depending on how deep you go, it gets a little spottier, but there are alternatives. Yeah. There are methods around it. You make things work in a relationship. I'm just saying, the chupacabra seems to be requiring an awful lot of sacrifice on your end, and I'm not seeing much of a sacrifice on his. I mean... I'm just saying, between the two, appearance-wise, neither of them are very big sexy. Okay? Mm -hmm. We can agree on that. Okay, but you can at least be near the chupacabra because the smell from this thing is sulfuric and terrible. We don't know if that's from it or the spaceship. Are we you don't know. To take which that is chance? Yeah. Fuck it. You, Why have not? Have you been in a car when you smelled sulfur on the road? Because that shit is fucking awful. And if you and first Alyssa? of all, if it's from its Alyssa? ship, presumably it lives in its ship. So some of the odor is gonna transo trans. Hey, Alyssa. It's like when you smoke a cigarette and the person still smells like hey. cigarettes. <laughs> This bitch hey, is still Alyssa? gonna smell like sulfur and have fun dating a bitch that smells like rotting eggs 24-7. Hey, Alyssa. What? When I was 11, I obtained a piece of sulfur from a school trip mm -hmm. to a mine. And a I bought it because it was a very pretty yellow color. When I checked out, the lady made some joke like, Aw, don't light that on fire. It'll smell bad. Because that's what makes it smell bad, the fire. So I went home, and I lit it on fire. Oh and I lived in that smell for a good two weeks before it fully went away. Oh my god. I am immune! Okay, you personally, <laughs> through your poor decisions and impulsivity, the likes of which I am both equally impressed, admired, and concerned, all three in equal measure... Are an outlier and should not be counted. Okay. Also, While that may be true, you enjoyed that two weeks of everything. By the end of the two weeks, but no, by the end of like the first week, it didn't even phase me anymore. Didn't even register in my nose anymore. The only reason I knew it was still there was that my parents continued to it complain. But there you go. You know what that proves? There you go. You Your know what it fucking proves? What? That you can adjust and you can overcome from a bad smell, whereas you cannot overcome from an animal that wants to eat your dog and not let you have internet. It doesn't not want to let you have internet. You could, again, warn your neighbors, move somewhere else, go on a boat, travel. Sorry, could you options. fucking imagine? You move into a neighborhood and you go around, hi, do you have any pets? You need to get rid of it. My boyfriend will eat them if you I'm don't. I'm saying you ask them to get rid of it. You could just move somewhere else. Just move every time. Every time you get to the neighborhood and you find out one of your neighbors have a pet, you're like, oh, never mind. Get the moving truck back here. We need to move again. Go to a low populated area. They exist. Go to somewhere that has a bunch of farm. That has a farm. They have a lot of livestock. Oh, well. Now you're just stealing from small farmers. Listen. Listen. Sulfur. Bad. Everyone, you being the killing same, animals, also bad. Could still smell it. Listen, I'm just saying there is a possibility that the sulfur came comes from the monster, not from the ship. But that's like a 50-50 chance. And also, based off the description, you'll remember the smoke seemed to be around the the flaming ball in the center, which was the ship. And then off to the side from that, from where all the smoke was and all that, they saw the two uh, the uh, eyes and they shined over to it and that's the monster. Based off that description, the people that saw it literally a day later also reported as having a smell. You directly said that. Okay, yeah. Again, ship could have been there. How do you think he got over there? Again, even if it's the ship, sell, sense linger, they're gonna carry. So again, if it's living in a ship or has a ship with it, but the smell will go away with time. You can talk about it. He can park his ship somewhere else since he'll have somewhere else to live. It could be okay? part of the atmosphere if he's an alien. You don't know. No, I don't know, but I'd rather take that chance than with the one that I know has some shit stuff going on. Which I'm not caving on this, Alyssa. Brooke's husband, you can start smelling like sulfur 24-7. Brooke, <laughs> Brooke will not mind. I'm... I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm saying that it's preferable between the two options, okay? What do you want from me, Alyssa? 
I'm gonna say we could literally argue this all day, but I'm gonna say neither of us are a winner in this instance. This I will leave okay. to the outside world to argument, because I don't think we're gonna get a clear, decisive winner here. No, that's fair. Okay. So, um... While we are on the subject, as you guys know who listen, there will be a poll put up for you guys to decide who would win uh, that way. In the meantime, let me pull up the Twitter and see who won uh, last week's episode. Just as a reminder, last week was the one where we had uh, Sarah Tully as our wonderful guest. And the winner of last week's poll was hands down the Jersey Devil. Now, I will say there was probably some bias there. I know a lot of our listeners are from New Jersey. Not particularly but, surprising. I did call it a week yeah, ago. Yeah, no, we knew it was going to happen. So, uh, Bloody Mary has 21% of the votes. The Jiragumo has 14% of the votes, which I call bullshit on. And the Jersey Devil does have 65% of the overall votes. So, there we go. That's how that worked out. Um, so, I'll be putting a poll up between the Flatwood Monster and the Chupacabra. Uh, The poll's up now. When you guys are listening, go ahead, go vote. It'll probably only be up for 24 hours. I know the last couple I've been putting up for like a couple days at a time. That's just because we've had more time between recording. Chances are we'll be back on our day after recording, so that won't be an option anymore. So go on over there, go vote, tell us what you think. As always, the music done by my beautiful husband, Eddie, who I adore with all of my heart. He's a huge fucking nerd. Very talented. Um, Sources-wise, I pulled most of my info from the Cryptids Wiki, as well as a little search over on Wikipedia, which is where I found the info on the conventional explanation. Uh, Alyssa, where were your sources from? Mine was uh, Mr. Radford's work uh tracking the chupacabra the vampire beast in fact fiction and folklore animal planet encyclopedia britannica and cnn god always with the good sources and then there's me over here like i went to three different versions of wikipedia i know the importance of decent research once again um if you guys haven't already and you can afford to donate to wikipedia it's always good we love Wikipedia. Please do that. Um, and I think that's all we've got for you today, right? Uh, yeah. I think that pretty much covers everything. All right. So we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.